going to be the proper garment. It could look religious. It could be works. It could be, I, went to, I never missed a Sunday for 10 years. It looked close. It looked obviously close enough to some because he was in there. But the Lord said, no, you're in here some other way. And it says he was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, bind him hand and foot and cast him into the outer darkness. In that place there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. To many are called, but few are chosen. Thank you, Lord. Bless the reading of your word today, Lord. I wasn't planning on that, um, but thank you. And it does, it does fit with where we're, where we're headed. Lord, I thank you for your love for us to, to teach us, to warn us, to, to love on us, to get us in line when we need it. Lord, in, in all of that, we're only good because of you. We don't trust in anything but you. We don't put our trust in anything but you or anything we've done. It's all because of what you have done. And we're so grateful for what you have done, Lord. Amen. All right. We're going to be in Revelation chapter 3. We'll go find that spot real quick. It says to the message of Sardis, we got a couple points last week. If you weren't here, you can go back and listen to the history. Went pretty in deep into that. Forgive me, I'm not used to having to hold a mic, so. I'm like trying to do a couple things at once, which just doesn't go well with me, except for playing the drums. I can chew gum and play the drums, so that's pretty cool, but holding papers on the mic apparently is too much. Chapter 3, starting in verse 1, says, And to the angel of the church in Sardis write, He who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars says this, I know your deeds, that you have a name, that you were alive, but you were dead. And we went over, like, that got my attention. The church had a name that they were alive, kind of like ours. But it was a name only. He says, but you were dead. That is not the most encouraging thing you're going to hear Jesus say to your church. Not even like you're, like, he just didn't even, all the other churches, there were so, he's just, you're dead. He knows there's a finality to that. Like, and you're not going to argue with him about that. You think, and this church had thought all the things they had done, had really done something for him. But he says, wake up and strengthen the things that remain, which are about to die. For I have not found your deeds completed in the sight of my God. Now, that's a, that's a whole other message, completing what we start. Then he goes back. Remember, this is where we're going to be today. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard and keep it and repent. If, therefore, you will not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know at what hour I will come upon you. But you have a few people in Sardis, and the King James says, even, even in Sardis there's a few, which is not the most encouraging thing to say, who have not soiled their garments, and they will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He who overcomes shall thus be clothed in white garments, and I will not erase his name from the book of life, and I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Amen. So, last week, we did the history. We covered, you have a name that you were alive, but you're dead. Point two was wake up and strengthen what remains. Today, um, we will at least get this point in, um, possibly another one. Remember where you started. 
and go back and repent. Remember where you started. I want everyone to do that for a second. Remember where you started. like me, I was extremely dependent. Extremely dependent on the Lord. This sad thing is this church was depending on their past experiences and all the things they had done. When we first start, most of us know that we are in need of a Savior. We know we don't have the answers. We know we can't fix the world's problems. We know we can't fix our own problems. We know we have a serious problem, and it's just called sin. And we're going to have to stand before the Lord on Judgment Day. And we are going to need to have our sins forgiven. Amen? So that is where we, where most of us should have started and started. Remember where you started. Go back. Don't let go. And repent. This is the third point. Jesus' purpose in this morning is to get them to repent. And use his coming as a challenge to get moving. He warns them, I'm going to come like a thief. So he's speaking to this church who understood they had been conquered in the past because they had let go, kind of let, got comfortable, and that army came and scaled those cliffs and conquered them. So he's speaking to them in a language that says, hey, you guys are, I'm going to come as a thief. His purpose is to get them to repent. It's a loving God. It's a loving God. We we paint a picture sometimes in, in, in the world like, well, if God's so good and he's so, if he's so loving, if God is loved, then how can he do this? Because he is loving. He has to persecute sin. He has to administer justice because he is loving. It would be unloving if someone beat up your child, killed your child, and then whoever's in charge of justice says, oh, it's no not a big deal. It's okay. You can go. That would be very unloving. Amen? So Jesus' purpose and warning is to get them to repent. And use his coming as a challenge to get moving. How many know, like, when you were a kid or you were growing up, if you were messing around and dad was about to come home, you got motivated. Like, I got, I was extremely motivated by my mother saying, when your dad gets home. That was very motivational. Um, it, it worked. This is what Jesus is trying to say, like, okay, if I have to motivate you this way, I will. And because he does love us enough that he doesn't want us to be lost. He doesn't want us to get left. He wants us to get right. See what I did there? <laughs> so we as, as, as believers, we have a, um, a great encouragement to holiness, to purity of life, then the blessed hope of Christ's return. It is that. Unfortunately, the church, I think, for a long time, because when I think it was started really back in the Jesus movement, um, his Jesus return really got popular. There's all kinds of movies. I remember seeing some of those movies in the 70s. They just scared the heck out of you. Like, I remember growing up, I was just scared. Like, oh, my gosh. Anytime I called my folks, when before we had cell phones and you could track any, everybody everywhere, like, you would actually call somebody and they didn't answer. It was like, uh-oh. And then I'd call, like, someone else that I knew that was a Christian uh-oh, they didn't answer. Like, three strikes, you're, you're freaked out. And I did that quite a few times, and I'd be like, shoot, my grandparents are gone, my mom and dad's gone, my aunt and uncle, too. uh-oh. I've been left. I'd go outside, look, well, I don't see a bunch of cars crashing, and maybe I'm okay. 
that has a, a purpose and a motivation. And the church, I think for a long time, basically got this kind of idea that now I can kick back in my lazy chair. I'm good. I said the prayer. I said the prayer. His, his return put people to sleep. The, the truth, which is that he is coming, put a lot of Christians on a, I'm just going to kick back and wait for that trumpet to sound. That is way wrong. And, it's, and it, this is nothing new. Um, Paul had to write to the Corinthians because they had done that. They started, like, selling their stuff. Like, well, shoot, I, what do I need a house for? Like, what, what do I need to be making payments on a car for? If he's coming soon, shoot, I'm going to let that sucker go. Like, I'm going to kick back. I'm gonna, why do I, I don't know I can bust my butt and go to work. I'm like, shh, kick back. And he had to be like, uh, hello. <laughs> That's not, like, you don't know the day or the hour. We're supposed to occupy till he comes. This isn't like put your feet up. And I think we're starting to understand that. Like, but for a long time, the church has been on cruise control. We've been like just, and I, and I heard so many times, I hear people when there was testimony services and, and different things, I'd hear Christians be like, well, I'm just, Lord, just come back. I've had it. I've had enough of this. Just come back. And that tells me, your heart is not right. It's not about you. I don't know where we got through the Bible that we all when we get saved, everything's about us. Like when you truly encounter him, it ain't about you anymore. It's it's if we know he's coming back, it ought to break our heart when we look around and we see the world in the shape that it's in. It ought to make us see that these these fields are white and ready for harvest. That the Lord is coming back, and if I don't tell them, they're not going to know. It should motivate us to action. The fact that he's saying, I'm coming, and I'm going to come like a thief. That means you don't know when. You won't probably be prepared. Now, those who are of the day, those who are of the light, aren't going to be freaked out and shocked. Are you guys going to be shocked that Jesus is returning? No. You know one of the reasons? I've been telling you this. I've been telling you like every Sunday. Like, guys, this is for real. Like, the days of thinking like that time may be, it's, it's going to be us. I'm convinced. That doesn't mean it's going to be us. But I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm going to live that way. Amen? The purpose of understanding that he is coming soon this is what he's trying to say. Hey, wake up. Don't count on the things you've done in the past. Don't count on that being like, you better be current. You better be like going into the world making disciples. You guys, it is not God's heart that anyone should perish. So we can't be okay with it. We can't just put our feet up and be like, well, I'm good. I got my get out of hell card. Sorry about your luck, man. Do you see Jesus in that? No, he tried. He, he came to the earth. He came to the earth to get our attention. He went to the cross, despising the shame, endured all of that so that every single person on the planet wouldn't have to go to hell and be separated from him forever. Do we understand that? First John three, two and three says, beloved. Now we are children of God. 
and it has not appeared as yet what we will be. We know that when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him just as he is. Steve sees him just as he is today. <laughs> All the dimensions have been opened up. All of them. Like we see, the Bible says, in a dimly lit mirror. Like we look through and it's all wavy and we can't see everything. Per Steve is seeing today, like he no longer has to walk by faith. He's walking by sight. Like there's no faith required now. He is full blown in the presence of God and in that reality. That's amazing. Because we will see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope set on him purifies himself just as he is pure. Look at that. Everyone who has this, what, hope, this, and this is our blessed hope, set on him, what's your hope set on? 401k? Investment portfolio? Oh, come on. You say, oh, no. Don't lie to me. You're in church. Retirement plan? Those are all fine and dandy. Those are good things. But if you're watching that more than you're watching him, You're concerned with those things more than you're concerned with the salvation of your friends and family and loved ones and those who've never heard the gospel. Something could be off. Hey, I'm preaching to myself. See, we'll get there. Are we are we set on purifying ourselves just as he is pure? And I know some of you say, well, Pastor Steve, I've been washed by the blood. Amen. Me too. You walk out in this world, you ever get your clothes dirty? Huh? I'm, just, I'm the only one that's got to go to the cleaners. I'm the only one when I come home sometimes have to go, oh, I got some mud on my pants. My attitude, whew, this is kind of right. I got to get in the washing of the water or the word. Isn't that what we're supposed to do? We cleanse ourselves. He has given us that ability. Thank God for that, right? Beloved. Beloved. Who's he speaking to? The beloved. That's us. Everyone who has this hope sets on him, set on him, purifies himself just as he is pure. How often does that happen? I would say daily. If Paul says, I die daily, <clears throat> we probably should cleanse ourselves daily. What do you think? How many of you ever been around someone who doesn't? Yeah, we don't have to go there, do we? I used to ride to work with someone when I worked at Underground Construction. It was, it got pretty bad there for a while. So I Literally, when you have to tell someone, hey, bro, you need to take a shower. Like, and you might think, like, I wouldn't have a problem doing that. Like, that's not easy. But it literally got to that point where, like, I am done riding in this vehicle like this. It was bad. You see, the church of Sardis is very, very wealthy. They had a lot of things going on. They had a wonderful name. And they were known for some amazing stuff in the past. But it is the past. Here's what happens with every single one of us if we're not real careful. Their wealth and comfort had lulled them to sleep. 
here's the worst part. Their self-satisfaction was actually killing them. Ooh, that sounds like the American church. Their wealth and comfort had lulled them to sleep. Can you think of a wealthier nation, a wealthier church, a more comfortable church? Our church, this, the church of America has not suffered martyrdom, has not suffered persecution just for the simple fact of being a Christian. We're probably about to. I'm, this is nothing new. I've been preaching from the day I got here. You guys will hear many, many times I said, so when I go to jail, who's going to step up for me? I'm not trying to scare anybody because, honest to God, I'm not scared. And I'm not scared because I'm macho. I'm not scared. There's a few reasons I'm not too scared because I've been to jail before. Just being honest. Like, the first time I went to jail, I was scared. The first time I went to um, San Joaquin County to, to jail in Stockton, I was scared. There's not very many white people. Um, I don't know if you've been to Stockton lately, but if you take the, the, like the worst of Stockton and you put them all together, and then you go live there for six months, after a few days, all right, we can do this. So I'm not too scared in that. The worst thing that's going to happen, honest to God, is I'm going to go see Jesus. So that's a good day, Right? That doesn't mean if that does happen, I'm going to be like, yay, this is awesome and exciting. I'm going to not be with my family now. But see, we got to count the cost. Is he worthy? You see, he went to a cross for me, so I'm not going to turn my back on him when it gets tough. Church, we are in this day that there could be some persecution coming. I'm not preaching doom and gloom. There could be. I don't know. Might not. But it might be good to start preparing yourself. Like, there is these little tests that happen. Just just close the church, and everything will be okay. There was opportunities to get loans. I'll probably, this, we'll probably not be on Facebook or YouTube very much longer either. Praise the Lord. Um, there was opportunities <coughs> to get loans from the government to keep the church open. Just, just come get a loan. It's like free money. And I'm like, um, there's nothing free. And... It's not right. It's not biblical. It's not biblical to take money and not pay it back. And I can see the writing on the wall. Like, I want no part of the government. No, thank you, because then you're going to have your hand in the church. Then you're going to be telling us, hey, you need to do this, you need to do that. And guess what, church? If you look at history, and I'm so far from my nose, praise God. If you look at history, <clears throat> you go back into the days of Germany, Hitler made deals with the church, with the churches. He realized, and he called the churches and brought people together and got a real good understanding of who was going to be for them. <clears throat> they paid them well. I wonder how that will work in a nation that loves so much money. Pastors will get bought. We've seen that there was, the churches didn't close in Germany. There were state-ran churches. State-approved churches. As long as you do what we tell you and you say what, we, what we're for and don't, and censored what they wouldn't say, you're okay. But there were some Dietrich Bonhoeffers. There was, there was other men who were like, nope, I'm going to sound the alarm while I can. Like, hey, check it out. This isn't good. And guess what happened with them? They put them in prison. Guess what happened with them? They got killed. They were martyred. Guess where they're at? 
So I've seen history. And if we're, we're foolish if we don't see that there's an antichrist, man of lawlessness, that's going to set up, we know biblically, like this is going to happen. This is a cue. Like it's going to happen. Just It's going to happen. Just hold on. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Just give us another three more weeks. It's going to happen. Stop it. Like, here's another thing. How do we think, like, just just riddle me this. I'm not that important of a character, of a person. But all of a sudden, I've got messaged this top secret information that, like, all the Democrats are going to get locked up. But, but somehow, like, I can get it on my phone, but they don't have that information? You don't think, like, if that was real, they'd be like, and we're out. Come on, guys, just, just a little mental reduction. That so frustrates me because it's lies. It's not the truth. But here's the truth. There is a one world, like, there is some truth in it. You've heard me say about prophets and about, like, there's some truth, and that's where the devil's real good at. He'll speak some truth. Is there a pedophile? Yes, that's all real. But I don't think Michelle Obama's a man. I don't think JFK's probably still alive. Like, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of this that's like, come on. Come on. So if it's not all true, can you, can't, can you take it to the bank? Should you be sharing it? Here's what I know is true. This is true. People, get ready. There's a train coming. Don't need no ticket. He's coming. He's coming. Like, he tells us there's going to be a one-world government system that the Antichrist is going to establish and bring peace. And there will be, I will promise you, there is going to be, like, a lot of money to be bought. That's what's happened with a lot of folks in our government today. They've been bought. Don't you, the church will get bought. Not the real church. See, nothing's going to stop the gospel. Nothing. The gates of hell will not prevail against it. That, this, this is not going to, it has never been quenched. When people try to quench the gospel, it goes rapid like wildfire. It's amazing. Nothing's going to stop it. That's exciting. But that whole system is coming. Here's what I know. Before the Antichrist strikes the peace treaty with Israel and the world, we're gone. Before the time of the mark of the beast, we're gone. So I'm not worried. I'm not worried. Like, oh, shoot. Like, is that the mark? Is this the mark? I know that they're setting people up for it. Open your eyes. That's very obvious. We, this whole world is getting conditioned for the man of lawlessness. For the Antichrist, for the world to come into that system. We see that. I know that's the truth. I can promise you that's the truth, and we see that. But I also know the heart of God that before he comes, I believe great, there's going to be a great outpouring. A great outpouring because he wants his bride to go out and uh, seek and save that which is lost. He was in the parable. There's still room at my table. Let's fill up this place. That's his heart. So we need to be about his business. We need to have some things straightened out and go, yep, this is that. This is that. Nope, that's garbage. I'm not going to focus on things that aren't true. I'm not going to give that space in my mind. I'm not going to allow that to, to bring fear or to rob me. 
I'm going to stand on the truth because the truth is what sets me free and it frees many others. So if, 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 you know, why, what's the purpose of Q? I don't really know, but here's what I know. A lot of Christians have spent more time sharing that than sharing the gospel. Not afraid to share that, but you're not, but you won't go share your gospel. You won't go share your faith. You won't go to a witnessing class. Come on. Oh, we'll, we'll go to the movies and make sure we're there on time. We'll go to football games and basketball games and we won't be late there. We'll make sure, like, it's so disrespectful in a movie to leave your phone on. But it's okay in church. I can show up to church 20 minutes late. What's the big deal? Come on. Like, we're in the last days. Like, the Spirit of God is moving and hovering. And He's trying to get our attention. Do you think... Is he, is he first and foremost in your heart and in your mind if you have more respect for a movie than the house of God? And I'm not trying to beat you up. I'm just trying to get your attention. Because I told you a few weeks back, the Lord, he wants to prepare us for his presence. We want to see, you guys want to see the power of God. It's going to come at a cost. Because he don't play when he shows up. Ananias and Sapphira were taken out. When he shows up, the, the actual Shekinah glory presence of God, you better be ready. You better honor that. And more than, we're going to be on our face. We are not going to want to even look. But we better treat him holy because he is holy. We better treat him as, as the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You have an appointment to come into his presence. Don't take that lightly. I'm not getting to legalism. You're, you can, you're still going to go to heaven if you're 20 minutes late. If you're on time, it doesn't mean you're better than anybody else. It doesn't. If you're on time, it just means you honor your father. That was for free. You can do what you want with it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. we got to be about our father's business. Can't let the wealth comfort us and lull us to sleep. Be self-satisfied. How many of you, honestly, if you knew, like, the Lord is coming in one hour. He's coming in one hour. What would you do? You'd be out of, you, if you were like, I'd be, I'd, be so, I'd be on my phone, I'd be running, I'd be people that are in my family. I didn't prepare this. This is just download, so it's convicting. It's not out of me, too. Because the truth is, we would be doing something different than we are right now. Why we're not is because we don't really believe that we would be here, could be here in an hour. Because if we really believed it, we would probably be doing things a little bit different. Amen? I'm not trying to beat you guys up. But I must say, wake up. Wake up. That's, that's what Jesus is saying to the church. Wake up. 
Now, not everyone in here is dead. Not everyone in here, your works, like, are dead. Like, you're counting on those old things. And we're going through the seven churches, which are all of the churches where every single part of that, we, <clears throat> we have, I bet, I'll guarantee you, there's a part of us that we say, oh, there's 5% of that, there's 25% of that, but there's 70% of this. The funny thing is when what next week or next, next letter, Philadelphia, everyone says they're the church of Philadelphia. Everybody. Well, we're, I'm, we're the church of Philadelphia. I had, someone gave me a word before we ever got that. And I believe it's a true word. I said, I felt the Lord was saying, like, our church is like the church of Philadelphia. Praise God. I receive that. Nobody wants to hear the word. I felt the Lord say that our church is the church of Sardis. Well, thank you very much for that encouraging word. <clears throat> but here's the truth. In our church, every single one of these churches exists. In our lives, every single one of these churches exists. You know how I know that? Because God's super smart. And he's like, this letter's to the seven churches, which is the completion of all the churches of all times. And we are the church. So every single one of these, we have to bring it before us and go, ooh, am I relying on some things of the past? And you know what? Honestly, you're darn right we are. Most of us have been like, yeah, I've done some good things. And, and, we, and it's our natural thing in humanity to think we've, we've worked these good deeds. That was yesterday. Today's the day of salvation. When we grow so deep in our knowledge that we no longer, <laughs> we're not going to even get to the good part. Not even close. I told you last week, like this week is going to be the good stuff. Next week, I promise, is the good stuff. <laughs> well, I should promise. Holy Spirit's in charge. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I really want it to be. When we grow so deep in our knowledge that we no longer are excited and receive joy from the basics of the word, we're in danger. You hear my heart. I'm not saying like we should grow. We should, we should grow deep. We should grow. Paul tells us that we should mature, not just beyond milk. We should grow that we're ready to receive meat. <clears throat> but I've heard and I've seen a lot of people, they get to this place of this knowledge and this, that, you know, these are just, that's, that's just simple. You start mocking ministers or teachings that you think, I learned that a long time ago. What do I mean? Like, I left the jail one day, and, I, and many, some of you have heard this. And I was just a little discouraged, thinking like, Lord, I should be further along. I should be further along. Kind of looking like, I've been doing this for a long time. Like, this is my audience. Not in a, like, I should be in front of thousands, but like, I should be further along. The Lord, like, he said, I don't want you any further than where you first started. I, it didn't make sense at first, just being honest. I'm like, what? That just is so backwards of everything. Like, really, we're supposed to be like, he said, no, I want you right where you first started. And took me back, what I had you do. I went back to where I first started. And here's what I knew. I was absolutely, 100%, only going to make it if I trusted in him with everything. There was no hope for me unless I put everything in his hands. I was convinced because he told me very plainly, I'm going to take my hand off you. And if his hand wasn't on me, I was going to be shipwrecked and dead very soon. 
So I was, in a nutshell, extremely needy and dependent on him. That's what we're supposed to stay. Not growing in our walk. And what I mean is like, here's what I'm still super excited about. He died for me. He came to this earth while I was yet a sinner. Despised the shame. Suffered on that cross. And if it, and I totally believe he'd have done it just for me. He'd done it just for you. Like, that still gets me excited. That's still, I'm still very, very grateful for that. I still can look back, and I don't stay there very long. I don't go back and dwell on all these things I should have, could have, would have done. But I'm so grateful that I can look back and go, man, without you, Lord, without you, none of this is even possible. And I can't get too big for my britches to think, like, I'm, I'm somehow now, like, I'm something. No, without him, we're nothing. So we don't want to grow to the place where <clears throat> the, the simple truths of the gospel are beneath us. Amen? Luke 12, 39 through 40. But be sure of this. You can put on the pretty music. That would be awesome. But be sure of this, that if the head of the house had known at what hour the thief was coming, he would not have allowed his house to be broken into. You too be ready. Because the Son of Man is coming at an hour that you do not think he will. Uses that same terminology. I'm coming as a thief, just like a thief. First Thessalonians chapter five, one through eleven. Now, as the periods and times, brothers and sisters, you have no need of anything to be written to you, for you yourselves know full well that the day of the Lord is coming, just like a thief in the night. While they are saying peace and safety, then sudden destruction will come upon them like labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness, so the day would overtake you like a thief. Are you hearing what he's saying? There's some differences even in the church. There's some differences, and we see this in every letter that Paul writes to the churches. There's, there's this flip side. To those who are, have, which we're going to find out, have kept their garments clean and spotless, they won't be surprised. They won't be surprised that he's coming. But there's going to be a lot in the church that will be. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness so that the day would overtake you like a thief. For you are all sons of light and the sons of day. We are not of night nor of darkness. So then let's not sleep as others do. Let's be alert and sober. This is a good day to be alert and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. Those who are drunk, <clears throat> get drunk at night. But since we are of the day, let's be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love as a helmet, the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for what? What is the great tribulation? God's wrath. But for obtaining salvation, obtaining salvation, through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we will live with him. Therefore, what is this for? To encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are already doing. I don't know about you, but that's pretty encouraging. 
he has not destined us for wrath. That if we are of the of the day, we are not of the darkness, we are the not of the night, we are not going to be caught off guard. We're going to see it. We're going to see the signs. We're going to see the, oh, this is that. And we're going to be excited by that. Amen? I don't know about you, but when I see prophecy being fulfilled, I see, like, and I could go back and look like everything you said happened just like you said, and it has always worked out that way. Always. You said, don't be discouraged. I'm going to leave, but then I'm going to come back. And the disciples were like, no, I can't deal with this. He's gone. And then they remembered, oh, wait. He told us that he was going to rise. And what did he do? He rose. And then he told them, I'm going to be going, and then I'm going to come back. And then what did he do? He went in the clouds, and guess what? How is he coming back? It's the same way I left. Who is he coming for? His bride. Next week, we're going to talk about some of the clothing that is used in the book of Revelation that identifies. I'm so excited about this. Identifies the church. Identifies tribulation saints. Identifies millennium saints. So cool. God has like, he actually has this cool plan. And there's so many awesome details that we are willing to go look and discover them. And it, it brings us peace and excitement. Like, he knows what he's doing, you guys. He really knows what he's doing. Like, he's not, like, going, what are we going to do? Biden is the president now. Oh, no. Our plans are not going to work out. Oh. He's like, man, this church is going to come alive. This church is going to realize, like, they better get about my business. This church is going to see me empower them like never before. When they start facing opposition, they're going to start counting it all joy when they face trials of many kinds because the trying of our faith is going to develop perseverance. And perseverance is going to finish its work so we will be complete, not lacking any good thing. We're going to be complete with a a helmet on. Like, how many get dressed for war when you think it's peacetime? How many of you know when you, like, step out the door, like, there's a possibility I may be getting shot today. You're going to put on your bulletproof vest. You're going to put on, how many think soldiers, like, are, they're really excited about putting all that gear and training when they know they're not going to get shot at. They're like, I hate this stuff. It's so hot. It's uncomfortable. But as soon as you go into war, they're like, thank you, God. I love my helmet. I love my, my bulletproof vest. I love my gear. I love my gun. Oh, do I love my gun. How many of you think we're going to be fully clothed with that helmet of salvation? Lord, I thank you. I'm so thankful, Lord, that I have salvation. I'm so thankful that no matter what happens to me, I'm going to be with you. Thank you, Lord, for that breastplate of righteousness, which ensures that I am right in your sight. I'm definitely going to put that on today. Thank you, Lord, for that belt that holds me all together. Thank you, so as I start running, my pants don't fall down, and I'm exposed. Thank you, Lord. You've got a great plan. That truth that holds it all together. Thank you, Lord. I got some boots on with some spikes. I can dig in and get some traction in this world that's all sinking sand and slippery. And my favorite, thank you, Lord, for this weapon. Thank you, Lord. I have an offensive weapon. Thank you, Lord, for the shield of faith. 
that I can quench those fiery darts from the enemy. Thank you, Lord. You haven't left us. Thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit who's a paraclete, who walks alongside of us. You haven't left us. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You trust in God, trust in me. Church, we're in good shape. We're in good shape. this letter, it seems to indicate to me he's not waiting for the final day of judgment to judge his church. You see the church being judged. The church being warned. Hey, you got some work to do. He loves us, church. He loves us. today, I know this is kind of a shotgun message all over the place, um, but a good thing about a shotgun, it usually spreads out and gets everybody, right? <laughs> Lord, thank you. Thank you, Lord, for such a heavy, heavy word, there's still joy in there. Lord, I thank you that you have counted us, those at New Life, worthy. You counted us worthy for such a day as this to represent you.